I guarantee this is not a second take. Hello and welcome to episode 282 of Fergo and the Freak. I'm that bloke from Rugby League Project, Andrew Ferguson. You can find me on Twitter at AndrewRLP. And joining me as always is the glorious League Freak. You can also find on Twitter at League Freak. How you going there, mate? I'm going very well, Andrew. How are you? Not too bad, not too bad. Second time's a charm. Well, you know, sometimes you've got to give it a second chance. It's like an NRL player that does something illegal. Well, that's right. That's right. You know, everyone deserves a second chance unless they're quoting the Bible. True. Yeah. Um, people who don't quote the Bible, though, tend to have smooth balls. They do. And, and those people, I mean, they don't need to give any sermons because they just drop their pants and their genitalia is just in really good condition. And that's because they go to manscaped.com. And if you go to manscaped.com and you put in our code, which is NRL, you will get 20% off and free shipping. Trust me, this is the best move you could ever make. You want to up your game. You want to be at your best. Do what we tell you to do. We are batting 100%. That's all I've got to say about it. So go to manscaped.com, put in the code NRL, 20% off, free shipping, 30-day money-back guarantee, get the perfect package 3.0. You will thank us. Bradman's got nothing on us. Exactly. 99.94. Ah. Hack. Exactly. Yeah. We're going to have a bit of a... We, we, we say it's going to be a quick episode, so we'll see how this pans out. Yeah. Um, we're going to look at the, the trial matches from the last three weeks. Now, we haven't watched too many of them, and that's obviously because it's just trials. And Yeah. I mean... It's kind of a, a thing you've got to put in quotation marks before you talk about anything to do with the trials. You go, look, it's only just the trials, but... See, you know, I thought we were only going to look at this week's trial games. Well, we can, well, we can mention the other ones. I mean, yeah, I it doesn't guess. really matter. It's only the trial games, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seasons are on the line. Already, already. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think there's one big talking point out of the trial so far. That many sucks. I was going to say, the dragons are fucked. Oh, yeah, the dragons are fucked. Um, But we've known that for a while. You know, I think people are overplaying the loss to South. South are a pretty good team. But that doesn't excuse the fact that the dragons... We've said this before. You know, you don't have to win every game, but you don't want to get smacked in all of them. That's a really bad sign. And the dragons... They're showing some pretty bad signs. Yeah. Um, the Charity Shield on the weekend. The, you know, obviously you're not going to show your hand in no. everything you do in a trial game. That That's common sense. Mm-hmm. The problem that the Dragons had, though, is that they weren't, they weren't doing anything in defense. Like, there was no lateral movement. There was no genuine effort being made on the initial contact. And Souths were just running in numbers and being allowed to. And it was yeah. oh, Look, I, it was dangerous to watch for the Dragons. I always think with with trial matches, you want to see your forwards. You don't want to see them rip in, but you don't want to see them shirking their physical contact. That's not a good sign because no. it just sets up bad habits. Um, and, and the other thing you want to see is I think you want your halves to be crisp and your outside backs to look like eager to get to the ball. And I think if you can have those things in trial matches, your team's going to be 
looking all right for the start of the year. Yeah, and, and you're when not going to doesn't do any of that, it's a really bad sign. That's right, and you don't really care about the result if everything looks like it's working to plan. If the structures look like they're in place to be a solid outfit, yeah. Um, the dragons, you know, I'm not going to write them off yet, but you know, maybe I should. They looked horrible, and no, they were they were blown off the field in that first half. Yeah, and look, Sousa, I think Sousa, one of the top three premiership favourites this year. They've got a pretty good team. Um, you know, the, so they're gearing up for a big one and we all know, you know, the, I mean, the Dragons last few years have been pretty bad and they've, you know, I could see where their morale isn't really good at the club and then they've had off season, uh, uh, off field issues as well. I mean, even the, the bullshit surrounding Israel Folau, it's just something they didn't need. They've got a new coaching staff in. Um, there's players that have been rumoured to be moving on and stuff, and that all adds up. That Look, they do need some changes at the club, and it doesn't happen straight away. But you would have hoped that they could have turned things around from last year, and hopefully for Dragons fans, they're not coming into a season where it's more of the same from last year. Yeah. Um, it's also worth noting they're the only team in the NRL who's played three trial games. Everyone else has played one or two. Mm-hmm. And they lost all three. They lost the first one, which is basically the junior teams. Um, they lost that to the Sharks, 36 to 28. Mm-hmm. They then lost the week after to Parramatta, 28-6. And that was a slightly stronger Dragon side, but still had a fair few youngsters in it. Yeah. But yeah, on the weekend against South, um, that was... That was diabolical. Uh, it's South one. I think it was forty-eight, twelve or forty-eight, sixteen or something like that. It was, and it was. I think South were up to thirty at halftime. Uh, Cody Walker ran ran wild. Latrell Mitchell was just on fire everywhere, and Dragons were just. They just looked absolutely shot. Yeah, it's um, and look, they've got talent in their team, but you know that. I think they need a clear out and, you know, have they got the right people in place to do that? Obviously, they haven't had time to do that because they held on to the previous coach for quite some time. So we'll see what happens to them this year. I didn't see too many Dragons fans really going off their heads about this result. I think they kind of expected the Dragons to struggle this year. It's. Do you reckon that maybe the Dragons fans are just, you know, they're expecting a shit year? Yeah, I do. I do. Like, you know, I haven't followed the Panthers, and the Panthers have had plenty of, uh, plenty of terrible seasons. And there's some years you just come into a season and you're like, unless some miracle happens, you know, it's going to be a rough one. And so, you know, you'd, you're really disappointed when you see a result like this. But you don't. You know, you don't fall apart at it because you're ready for it. So one thing I was going to ask is who's who should be more worried after this weekend's trial results? Should it be the Dragons after losing 48-16 to South? Or should it be Manly who lost 52-18 to the West Tigers, although Manly were not playing at anywhere close to full strength? 
Well, it was interesting. Did you see the reaction on Twitter from West Tigers and Manly fans? Well, the West Tigers fans think they're going to be in the in the finals now. Ah, oh, it's crazy. It's and worth it noting like... that the last time the Tigers posted a score of 40 points or more at any level was against the Broncos last year when they won 48-0. And I think they only won two games after that and completely missed the finals by a mile. <laughs> so I, I don't get too excited. I, I always get worried after the Tigers have a big win. It you know, when, I, well. when I saw the West Tigers and Manly fans just attacking each other and going crazy on Twitter uh, this evening, it just looked like two people, two one-legged people in an ass-kicking contest fighting over who was the best at it. It, it was very strange. It's good to see the West Tigers get a, a big win like that. Look, if you're Manly, it, it feels like a bit of an aberration sort of result but we talked about it last year how long does des hasler have because he come back from the bulldogs he got some good results last year was pretty pretty pedestrian if he has another year like that like his job needs to be under threat and like i said it's not a good sign to get smacked in the in the preseason no i i will say this i mean mainly we're without obviously tom trebojevic um <laughs> they didn't have uh, Daly Cherry Evans or um, Kieran Foran in the side. They're playing with a makeshift hooker, and he got injured. Mm-hmm. They don't have a nine going into the season. You know, the thing is, though, like Tom Trebojevic, that's what happens when you sign a fullback to a massive deal that is so injury-prone. And then, you know, Kieran Foran not playing. That's what you've got to do when you sign a five eight that is so massively injury prone. Like they they kind of have brought that on themselves. Of I wouldn't course. be surprised if both players miss the majority of the season, and I hope that that doesn't happen. But you know that's what happens when you sign those players. You and me talked about like would we sign Tom Trebojevic to a massive deal, um, and, and I just couldn't because of how few games he plays. Exactly. It's um, it's a bit of a worry. I think there was there was an upside, and that was Morgan Harper looked pretty good at fullback. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's something for them to to move forward with. They know that they've got fullback covered. Um, for the Tigers, look, Jacob Little didn't get injured, and I think he's probably going to have a good season if he stays fit. Because this is, I'm pretty certain this is his first full off season he's had. Um. And he's looking pretty good. He was running well with the ball. He's got good pace out of dummy half. Um, Brooks has become a goal kicker because the Tigers don't have one. It's ridiculous. And I think he had he kicked five from six or something. He actually looked pretty decent at it. So who knows? Maybe just that, that's his one talent. <laughs> How about who Dan knows? Laurie getting two tries? Didn't he look? I mean, if you haven't seen it, you can go to the um, the NRL website and check out the replays for all these games. But the the first try he scored, the Tigers were about five meters out from the Manly line, far left wing. He gets the ball from dummy half, runs to the short side, and then just steps back in behind marker. And Manly defenders are just falling over trying to touch him. <laughs> they didn't get near him, and he just scored. He, it just looks so easy. I went, yeah. That's what a proper fullback does. They can eject themselves when they need to. Mm. Um, and with skills like that, I mean, he could fill in at six quite easily as well. He's he's quite pretty nippy out of dummy half. Um, 
So, yeah, it's, it's interesting to see what will happen with the Tigers lineup for round two because they'll have um, Adam Dewey back for round two. He's suspended for round one. Um, so I'll be trying to figure out where Dewey fits into the side. And then Moses and Bai will come back. He's strained his hamstring. So I'm sure they'll be trying to fit those guys in there somewhere. Young Jock Madden looked pretty good at six. Um, I mean, he's going to be the long-term 5 option, I'd imagine. So it's not looking too bad for the Tigers. I'm I'm not getting excited yet. Yeah, you got to see them put in consistent results in the regular season, don't you? Um, one thing about Dane Laurie, I called him in the lower grades, and I feel like he's a natural 5-8. I, I never felt like he was a fullback. Um, I think when I called him, he was playing 5-8 as well. So it's going to be interesting to see if by the end of the year he can make that his role within the club. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, I think the other thing, too, out of that game, James Roberts was getting himself very much involved. He mm-hmm. didn't look like the James Roberts at South, who was just sitting back waiting for something to happen. He was actually out there looking for the ball. He was getting involved, and he looked pretty pretty sharp as well. Well, that's so, a good sign. Yeah, that was pretty good. Tamo was solid without being anything huge. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty good too, because I mean, you know, he was doing his job without busting his ass. That that's always handy because yeah. it's good to know he's got another gear. Offerhand Gowie, um, I don't know. I didn't didn't see him being that involved, but the Tigers were, you know, walking through Manly most of the first half of that game that I saw. So, you know, everyone was making meters there, so no one's really going to stand out. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the other one was um, Penrith. Picking yeah, up well, a, uh, a huge win over rivals, Parramatta. Massive. Parramatta season's over. I watched <laughs> this game. Uh, Penrith did everything you would want from a team in the regular season. They're, Nathan Cleary looks bigger, like noticeably bigger. He looks really, really good. Um, Luai was pretty good as well. Um, their forward pack was solid. It was just everything you would want. You know, Coruscant was fantastic. Uh, when they, when both teams decided to take all of their better players off the field and the game was very much over at that point, the Eels didn't do anything terrible. They looked a little bit pedestrian, but, you know, they did have their attacking structures kind of worked out. I felt like the Panthers forwards turned up a little bit on the day more than the Eels forwards did. And that's all right in the regu- uh, in the preseason. Like you don't want anyone going in one hundred percent. But um, yeah, it was a not a bad game of footy actually. And the probably the big talking point was the uh, the reserve grade fullbacks haircut. A, a guy named Clinton Gutherson. He had his hair up in some stupid ponytail on top of his head, and it was a disgrace. It was a disgrace to the game. It was a disgrace to humanity. I think he needs a good hard look at himself because you just can't do that. Yeah, that's uh doesn't all go well for the season proper, does it? No, no. Tell you what, looking at Parramatta struggling to score points yet again. Yeah. Is it fair to say that their attack is still too one dimensional? Essentially 
Mm. Moses gets the ball and when nothing's on, just kick it to Sivo or Ferguson and hope for the best. Well, I tell you what, they were the Panthers were noticeably charging up on Moses uh, late in the tackle count, and I, I I kept on thinking everyone's got Parramatta sorted. You know, everyone's got them worked out. Now we'll see if that happens during the regular season as well. But we saw that towards the end of last year, and when I watched this game. Penrith just, ne- they never really look like they were under pressure from Parramatta. Mm. Um, I tell you, the other thing about this game, Blake Ferguson was terrible. He was really, really bad. He looked like the same player we saw last year. He just, like, it, to the point where I wonder if they'll start the season with him in the first grade team. He was rocks and diamonds and more rocks in mm. the All Stars match last week. Yeah. Uh, it's to the point where. The um, the New Zealand Mara team were just constantly kicking to him, knowing that you know there's a chance here we're going to get the ball. Uh, his form has, has fallen away dramatically in the last you know 15 months. Yeah, it really has. And watching this game, it it was it was kind of shocking. Like a lot of people, I saw even Parramatta fans were shocked at how bad he was in this game. Um, but, you know, overall, the Eels, I don't think they've got anything to really worry about. Nah, their, their team is very good on paper. Yeah, yeah. Very and, good. That's a and, top four team on paper, in, in my view. The, the other thing is, too, like their style of play, it's very forward-oriented. Their forwards have to get on the front foot early and mm. rip in. And I don't want to see that in the preseason from a team. No, no, that's right. You don't want to take those risks. You, you They need their forwards to be intact for the majority of the year, so... Yeah, I wasn't expecting them to come out and destroy teams. I figured what they were going to be trying to do, I guess, would be trying new things in attack. Well, I kind of hoped it anyway for Parramatta fans because their attack became so pedestrian at the back and half back half of last year. They started yeah. to become, yeah, you know, they they stopped being the threat that they, they were really at the start did. of the year. Yeah, um, the only other thing that really stood out in this game early on, kick out looked like Superman. And, you know, this is kind of, I mean, it's the perfect scenario for him in terms of you don't want your forwards ripping in and he's a gigantic Fijian dude. (laughs) (laughs) So he was tearing the game up early on to the point where you kind of felt like the referee should stop the game and tell him to leave the field for mercy or something. Now, another one that was interesting is the the Broncos. Mm Mm-hmm. In their first trial game, it was against Winner Manly. They had a 22-all draw. And in their second game, they played against the Cowboys on the weekend. I think they were up 18-2 to or 18-6, to something like that at halftime. And then they lost 34-18. Yeah, I heard that the second half, the Cowboys just turned it on and smashed them. Just went, they just went nuts. They did whatever the hell they wanted to. Yeah, and um, uh, Matt, Matt Daylight had a good game in this one. Valentine Holmes... <laughs> Matt Went from the, the fullback. What? <laughs> I love this. Matt Daylight, he's, he's going to be so famous by the end of this year. Yeah, he's, he, he played really well. I was watching, I watched a little bit of this game, not too much, but Matt Daylight really stood out from what I saw. Um, Valentine Holmes moved from the wing to fullback, I believe, in the second half. And yeah. I, I didn't watch this game, but apparently he was really, really good in the second half. So that's a great sign for them. Yeah, he's, his running game looks like it's back to where it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the thing is that when he when he was at the Sharks in that last year before he went to the NFL, 
Um, he just started to add the, a bit of playmaking to his game as, with the running game, which is what was making him an absolute immense threat. And when that first year back at the Cowboys, he was just doing the running game. Um, and it looked like he was starting to get a bit of the the ball-playing skills are starting to come back in the second half of this game. So if if that continues to develop, uh, he, he could be in for a really good season. It could be he and um, Jason Tormalolo, both mm-hmm. in good form, could be a sign that the Cowboys could be about to make some solid moves up the ladder. I don't think they're a top-eight team, but they're going to upset a few teams here and there along the way, I think. They should be better than they were last year. And, look, I would say to mm. Valentine Holmes... Every time Talmalolo gets the ball, just be there ready, yeah. you know. Run around um, behind him. Yeah, exactly. I tell you what, during the week, the Broncos named Alex Glenn as their captain. When you look through their team, there's no one that really stands out as a better option. But I don't think Alex Glenn is a first grader anymore. I don't think he's been a first grader for a couple of years. And I think that sums up where the Broncos are right now. Like, they need to do a complete rebuild. Um but you remember, know, they did have, at last year, they were very very close to making Matthew Lodge the captain. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and it's it's crazy. Like, And that's the thing. You look through their lineup, it's a lot of very, very young players. Yeah. Ben Teo, who's, like, ancient. I can't believe he's still in this team. Uh, Matt Lodge. It, it, like, Alex Glenn is really the only one there. Maybe Corey Oates, but, like, he's a winger. I had so, Brody Croft as captain a few times last year too. Yeah, it, it's it's a, it's not a good position they're in. You know, they need a couple of... I feel like they're a team that could use a couple of Queensland Cup players, just a couple of old veterans. Yeah. They're not going to be great players, but just a couple of old footy heads in that side that can lead them around a little bit. It's a team completely deprived of leadership. Mm. The only player in there I'd probably give the captaincy to is Patrick Carrigan. He's he's not a very flashy player, but he is a toiler. And yeah, I, think, I think you can respect a bloke who'll go in there and just do the dirty work all the time. He ripped in when he had the captaincy last year for a few games. Yeah. And it like he he's an all right player that like it's a lot of it's a lot to put on a young player, though. Especially... That's right, but I mean, they've got no one else, and I think he's the sort yeah. of person that, because he doesn't mind doing that that dirty work, I think that makes him someone who the players can respect and can follow, mm-hmm. whereas I don't see anyone else there who's deserving of being in the starting lineup and also captain. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. It's a strange situation. Like... David Mead, maybe. <laughs> like, the, like that's what you're looking at, though. Um, yeah. It's it's not great for the Broncos, and it really, like, we can talk about the former coach all we want. You know, the club overall has got themselves in this situation, and, you know, it's going to take a couple of years before they get out of it. They really, you know who they could have used was, um, uh, what's his name that went to the West Tigers from the Panthers? I was thinking that, too. Um, yeah. Tamo. Tamo, yeah. That's exactly what they needed, just a, a prop who is going to just do all the, the hard yakker in the middle and, you know, lead from the front foot. That's all they needed. Yep. And it's not like they can say, oh, we didn't have any money to do that. I mean, they did buy John Asiata. <laughs> they did bring a few is- former players back. You know, they, they were able to buy someone. 
Yeah, yeah. They like they've got Benji players. For yeah, they. It, it's. We'll see what happens to the Broncos. I would be surprised if they weren't the last two spots on the ladder, and at this stage, like I said, that I thought the West Tigers would be the uh, wooden spooners. Maybe I'm leaning towards the Broncos at this stage. Yeah, I'm, I'm still not... I don't know, but I, I can't see that the Broncos have done enough to be an immensely better side than they were last year. Yeah. Um, just sure what else there was in there. The Titans and the Warriors had a 12-all draw. There wasn't much to come out of that. Tino Farmasuli, I pronounced that completely wrong. He scored an absolute gun try. We just, you know drove like a beast through the middle of the Warriors and just ran away and scored absolute brilliant try, but that was pretty much mm-hmm. all I saw of that. Um, the Dogs beat the Sharks 16-12. to 12. That was a, Both sides played a fair few of their younger guys in there, especially the uh, the Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. So um, that was a bit more of a casual game. The Storm destroyed the Knights 30-10. I think, that was, I think they had 30 points racked up at halftime. Um, they look... They look really good. I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for one of the Johns to come out and say that they're riding off the storm this year because they do it every year. <laughs> and the only thing, the only news that came out of this that could be a worry is Harry Grant looks like he may have done a minor knee injury. Yeah, and I think it was an MCL strain. Mm-hmm. Um, they said that I saw some people saying he won't be back for the first round, and then I think the storm said he'll be out a month. Yeah. But you know, they've probably been a bit cagey about that old guess. Um, it's pretty good when you can dump possibly the greatest player we've seen in the last 20 years mm. and bring in a bloke who pretty much won an origin game for Queensland in his, in his debut last year. Yeah. And when he gets injured, you've just got the New Zealand test hooker to come and step in. Yeah, it's a pretty good situation, hey? It's fucking <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> Tell you what, the storm is stuffed as soon as Brett Morley leaves. Um, <laughs> I saw the night. There was some interesting news about the Knights a couple of days ago. Um, Mitchell Pierce has signed a one-year contract extension for a lot less money with the club, which I thought was interesting because I feel like there are some teams that would probably pay Mitchell Pierce good money. And why would he take a pay cut to stay at the Knights? It was just a strange one to me. Yeah, I I get the impression that maybe he's not getting many offers. Uh, well, it could also be because a lot of clubs probably don't have much cap room at the moment. Because, yeah, you know, the probably. COVID thing and the impacts of that. And, you know, there's, we've got the new TV rights deal coming with Channel 9 in 2023. So why not just sign a one-year deal and wait for all the clubs to get the extra cash in 23? True. And I, I guess that, I mean, the salary cap did get uh, lowered a little bit from memory. Mm. Um, I don't know. Like Mitchell Pierce is another one the Broncos could probably use. Hey, yeah, yeah, he, it wouldn't be a bad thing. He could turn up there, actually give him a bit of leadership in the middle, a bit of direction, and be a captain. Yeah. Um. They, yeah. It's the the Knights didn't look too flash either, but yeah. The uh, other results were the Roosters beat the Raiders twenty six twenty. Yeah, and like it's kind of that's a that's a pure preseason result, isn't it? You kind of want them to both be able to put some points on, 
to keep the game close. I think that both teams will be pretty happy with that result. Um, I haven't heard of any injuries that have come out of this game, which is great news. So uh, that uh, like that's really the perfect sort of preseason game for any club. That's right. Um, just looking through some of the other results here. Um, last week, Penrith beat Mounties 18-12, and that was basically Penrith's second string team. Mm-hmm. Um, South beat, or South's second string team, beat Group 20 by 58 points to nil. Um, the ninth second string team beat Cessnock 20 to four and the Burley bears mm-hmm. beat the Titans second string team 36, 34. The mighty Burley bears somewhere out there. The great, great Britain team is shaking in their, well, not shaking in their boots. Cause what was it? 23.4 degrees. Was shivering, mate. Were they shivering yeah. or were they sweating? I can't remember. Sweating. They were sweating. So, uh, Anyway, I decided for a bit of fun. I put together a um, 2021 NRL preseason trials ladder. Mm-hmm. And uh, South are at the top of the list. Uh, points difference of 90 from two games and won both their games. Mm-hmm. Melbourne had one win. Cowboys had a win. Uh, and Penrith and the Roosters were both undefeated as well with two wins. Canterbury and the Burley Bears both had a win each. They were both undefeated. <laughs> Um, Tigers, Parramatta, Cronulla and Newcastle all had one win and one loss the Warriors, Win and Manly both had just one draw from one game the Titans had a draw and a loss, Mounties and Canberra had a loss each the Broncos had a draw and a loss, Cessnock Manly, Group 20 all had one loss and at the bottom of the list, the Dragons had three losses oh you poor Dragons fans Ah, so they got the spoon in the preseason I wonder what banners they're going to come up with during this season. Like, do you reckon that the banners have been made right now? Oh, they have to be, wouldn't they? You can't do ass doused anymore. No. No. So what could you do? Hook, hook. Hook, hook. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is perfect. That's absolutely perfect. That would work. Um, how about um, toss out the tea leaves? Uh, <laughs> see, no, nothing really rhymes with Elliot, does it? No, not really. Um, has Matthew Elliot got a nickname? Um, I'm sure you could think of one for him. <laughs> I, I had several. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm trying to think. I, I don't uh, believe you did. What rhymes with DeBellin? Um, <laughs> the anyway. <laughs> but yeah, I'm sure that them banners are—they're probably laying on the floor of someone's garage right now, just being being prepared. Oh yeah, they will be. Now I was just going to check something on here, just for the Dragons fans. Mm-hmm. Um, the last time Matthew Elliott had a win while at the Dragons Club. Oh wow! Uh, September twenty, nineteen ninety-two. I was going to say 1992. Damn it. I wish I had it. Was, it was a 4-0 win for St. George over Illawarra. So they practically beat themselves. Yeah. There you go. Um, and his last game was the grand final where he lost to Brisbane 28-8. to And then he moved into coaching and we know what he did there. Yeah. Well, let's have a look at his coaching career. It's fantastic. Um, his last win as a coach in the NRL. Mm-hmm. 
was March 29, 2014. And that was for the Warriors against the West Tigers, 42-18. Wow, it's been a while, eh? Yeah, when was his last win in Sydney? Ooh. Oh, it's that Leichhardt against the West Tigers as well. <laughs> July 19, 2013. Wow. Because then he moved to, I think he was on the ABC radio as the expert commentator, which yeah. is pretty funny. He's, I think he's an expert on the NRL as webs, website as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. He's been experting it everywhere. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was just a quick wrap-up of the uh, the trial results. You got any bold predictions based on all of those? Um, I am going to say, yeah, my, my big takeaway, Broncos look terrible. Uh, West Tigers and Manly, it's going to be fantastic to see who finishes like in 12th and 13th between them two. And really, nothing else really stood out for me, to be honest. No, I pretty much agree with all of that. Yeah. Uh, We have had a review come in. Yeah, tell us about this one, because I think it's a pretty good one. Yeah, it's from Macca Broncos. Uh, He's given us a five-star review. says, great podcast. There's plenty of NRL podcasts out there, and it's flooded with shit content. This podcast is different. They're straight to the point and never hold back. They strive to being a pot, to bring a potty every week, even in the off-season, and the history is second to none. They're sponsored by an awesome company, and I enjoy the discount on free shipping from Manscaped. He did put that in there. Yeah. Good man. Overall, one of the best NRL podcasts I've ever heard. Good work, boys. And uh, I just want to say, thanks, Mum. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, that's... That is absolutely a perfect review, yeah. hey? Like, Thanks, you Mac. I love for, your work, mate. Yeah, couldn't ask for better than that. Thank you so much. That's on. That was on Apple Podcasts. Yep. Yep. So and, we'll be uh, chucking that one up on the website. Yeah, for sure. And the thing is, too, if you've got an Apple device, look up Fergon the Freak, and you just look it up. You'll see where you can rate it. You tap for five stars. That's all you really have to do. Like, if you just do that, it's fantastic. If you want to leave us a review further from there, just make it like as long as it's positive and funny, say whatever you want. Like we don't really mind. So just go for it. Absolutely. And uh, I'll ask. Got any emails? Uh, no, I don't believe we have. Uh, <sighs> let me have a look here. I'm going to have to get into the website. Let's Wind see. it up. The, up. Actual, the actual website has a crank handle. Yeah, it's like a, a Model T Ford. Yeah, you got to get the you know stick the winch in the front of it and just keep winding it until the uh, the modem kicks up. Yeah, what was it? They called them something. Those sorts of motors. They had a, a nickname. Oh, I can't remember what they were. No, we've got no no emails. Come on, people, send us an email. Jeez, yeah, go to fergonthefreak dot com. Go to the contact section. And, yeah, just leave an email through that. It's really easy. Yeah, you can ask us a question. You can leave us a comment. You know, we'll mention it out on here and have a bit of a yak about it. Why not? Um, I suppose that wraps this one up, doesn't it? Yeah, it's a, a little bit of a shorter episode. We'll be having some longer episodes this week. But mm. uh, we wanted to get the trial games out of the way so that we could get on with the rest of the stuff we want to talk about. Yeah, the proper season. Exactly. And shit on the dragons a little. Yeah, just a little bit. Like, not yeah. too much. Not, And but, let's be honest, not the fans, just the team. Yeah, the fans are good. We talked about the fans. The fans yeah. know. They are. The fans are good. 
Just like Eels fans, I find perfectly fine. But, you know, fuck the club. <laughs> <laughs> and the halfback especially, hey. Oh, you know, he's no threat. He's no threat. <laughs> wow. That's, that's a rough one. <laughs> he's no Luke Brooks. <laughs> no. No, sometimes I think Luke Brooks ain't no Luke, Luke Brooks either. <laughs> Come on, mate, he's seen the hype. <laughs> Anyways, uh, make sure you check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Fergo Freak Pod. We're also on YouTube. Get over there, subscribe, like a whole heap of the videos, play them through. Mm-hmm. You know, go over to, to your you know friends' places and just put it on their computer on all their web browsers. Open a whole heap of them up and just play a whole heap all the way through. That'd be fantastic. Um. Yeah. Also, yeah, yeah. Also, go to it's called manscape.com, right? It's a website that sells personal grooming products. Personal, personal grooming, grooming products. products. Yeah, yeah. Like products like the the lawnmower 3.0. It is a waterproof lithium ion battery. It's got a, a stand for it to charge it on. It's got a light. It's got a ceramic blade, and this thing. Let me tell you. It'll make your genitals so smooth, you won't even believe it. You'll be like, wow, this is incredible. This is the future. We only bring you the future. This is something that from generations from now, they'll say it started here, right here, in your ears. Go to manscaped.com, put in our code NRL. Them three letters will get you 20% off the whole price of any product your entire product, your entire purchase, and free shipping. And you get a 30-day money-back guarantee, which you won't need because you're going to use this stuff and your balls are going to thank you for it. Nice. Uh, anything else? I think that's that, it, isn't it? That's it. That's it. Thank you, for everyone, for listening. And uh, we'll catch you all next time.